Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Previously, on the Old Ways Podcast. Those people have to be... There's something wrong with them. Uh, some sort of wasting disease or leprosy. Uh, the doctor's going to try to rationalize. You do now get a better view of what's over here, though. Um, you see a massive winch and pulley system, and you see a rope that is attached to this circular disc that's on top of these stones. You, uh, you lift your pistol... With the last shot, you fire at center mast, and you blow a massive hole in it. The creature doesn't go down. Right, um, yeah, go for the head. You hear bone and something else in your shoulder, your right shoulder, pop. Welcome to the fray, Jack. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Wave Podcast. This is your keeper, Keeper Michael, and I have a round of wondrous people with joining me over the internet thanks to our lovely social distancing policies here. To my right, virtually. Hi, this is Lonnie. I'll be playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, who has perhaps made a error in judgment. Well, lapses in judgment happen all the time. I'm sure that uh, you're no different from everybody, right? No comment. <laughs> to his virtual right. I am Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and probably going to have to lie like my life depends on it tonight. Yes, I do imagine that you'll be lying quite a bit in the uh, session to come. Uh, and at the end of the virtual table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and um, they're never taking me alive. <laughs> Good man. Never let them take you alive. Jack, you've got a bit of a, a busted wing for the moment. Yeah. Apparently, I went clubbing with last week. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then to his right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach, who is right now dripping this is a goo. You are dripping with goo. That's so wonderful to point out. Uh, yeah, it's gotten a little nasty in this past session uh, in the Juju house, not surprisingly. But uh, we still have one more player, which we must introduce, and she is. Tiffany, I am playing Maeve O'Shea, and I'm collecting all the loot from this dungeon. This is not a dungeon, per se. It's an underground area, but not a dungeon. Were, were they holding kind of uh, captives in here? Uh, I mean, they were zombies, right? So I suppose color it however you like. You have kind of murder hoboed your way through the the rest of this building, so it, it doesn't seem to be any different, right? Indeed. Right. Okay. So we raise the curtain tonight with a group of investigators still downstairs. Mr. Forsythe, though, you have just hung up the phone, having talked to Lieutenant Poole, and your compatriots have now bundled what they could into this leopard skin, or this leopard fur, I should say. My question is, is anybody doing anything else downstairs? There is obviously a, a swath of bodies, these creatures that have fallen. And then there is, a, well, the ring of stones. 
I, w- I want to check out that ring of stones. Well, I'm going to point at that and be like, do we want to gamble and open it? Absolutely not. I think we should. I kind of think we should, too. I think I'm going upstairs. Uh, it doesn't have to be down here. Might want to go upstairs. Okay. I'm going to go over to the pulley. Okay. Is anybody going upstairs before we go? Yes. Lillian is going upstairs. I'll stay in the basement with Doyle to help. Okay. Fair enough. Miss Lane, you go back upstairs and you see Mr. Forsyth is probably just trying to collect himself a little bit. Yeah. You also notice that he is covered uh, quite thoroughly on the bottom of his slacks on his coat. He's covered quite thoroughly in uh, blood and goo. Yeah, some of the blood is mine as well. I ask him if he's okay. I'm I'm fine, Miss Lane. I've called the lieutenant. He's on his way. Fantastic. For those of you downstairs, it doesn't seem too difficult a machinery to utilize. I'm covering the well with my gun. Yes, I don't know what's in there. Okay, I assume you've reloaded at this point. Yeah. Cover the well. <laughs> it could be awful. I don't know. <laughs> it very well could be. Uh, so my question is, who is going to operate the pulley? I will. Okay. You begin to crank. It is a um, some work, definitely. Uh, but you begin to move the crank up and down, hearing the rope and the, the wood groan at your desires to lift the stone. You continue to crank, and with each one, you can see the stone lid begin to pull off the floor. And it goes up and up, and it gets to knee level. And you start hearing some sort of sound. A bit difficult to make out. Continue to crank up the stone, Miss O'Shea? Yep. I would like to grab one of the torches off the wall. You grab a torch. What are you going to do with it? I'd like to illuminate what's down in the pit. Okay. What was that, Jack? So you're going to look in the hole? Illuminate the pit. Inside this... From what you can see, maybe four, four and a half meter pit is a thick, cylindrical, worm-like mass of sickly, purple-veined muscle. All around its edges, from the tip to what you believe might be the head end of it, there are bulbous and shrunken, warped faces which careen around each other as that muscle mass moves from left to right. Each face and mouth opens with a weep, a shout, or a cry into a mass of woeful energy that comes from beneath this fetid, stinking pit. God. And now you all roll sanity. <laughs> My favorite. It is. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> all three of you pass. That is pretty phenomenal. Very well. The shouts and screams are unbelievable. They are 
brain-bendingly difficult for you to deal with. That said, you have managed to hold your place for the moment. The faces of those troubled souls wail and weep and cry for some undeliverable justice. Burn it. Burn it all. Yeah, if I can throw a torch in there and it would burn. Um, you can throw a torch in there if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. You drop the torch that you have nearby that you were using to read the stones. Of course, Sigmund still has his. When you drop the torch, this creature surges forward. And you see its muscle flex. And this head begins moving up towards you. It is a ferocious row of jagged, long, sharp teeth. You also see that the mouths alongside of it are also craning their uh, lips and teeth to reach and bite. And while they don't extend past maybe an inch or two from the side of this pulpy, purpley, muscled flesh, they are eager to bite your warm flesh as well. So, nope. (laughs) So this is how this is going to go down. We're going to fall back into rounds, and it's going to be moving its way out of the pit. Up it. Mm-hmm. Cut the rope. Going to cut the rope. So let's see here. Miss O'Shea, you you do move before it does. Yeah, I'm going to go over and start cutting the rope with my knife. Okay. So go ahead and give me a roll for that, please. What do you want, brawl? Yeah, it's a brawl roll. Trying to do nope. Okay. You go over and start cutting the rope. Mr. Doyle? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Up the stairs. Sorry, Miss O'Shea and Dr. And Dr. <laughs> I guess I'll fire at it. Okay. Sure, I'll fire at it. Maybe uh, do some damage. Okay. You fire at it. Not hopeful, but I hit. You fire. Yeah, you absolutely hit. Points of damage. Uh, it continues coming. Dr. Tottenbuck. Uh, he's going to back away from the, like, like if is, is Tottenbuck, when he was crouched down, um, does he manage to stand back up or is this one of those, like, he's crab crawling backwards? Either way, I'm backing as far away from the pit as I possibly can as quickly as I can. Mumbling in German, frantic German. (laughs) I would say that you are crab walking back, uh, having dropped the torch totally and 100% completely freaked out. This creature doesn't so much move out of the pit as much as it grows its way out of the pit. Its muscle flexes almost like like a worm, and it pushes this collection of faces and muscles out of the pit and it is going to take a big fat bite out of one of you dodge <laughs> maybe we'll see yeah, by God, what is this? it's it's made of sourdough so let's see uh, i'm gonna roll a 1d3 because that seems fair and miss o'shea no. had a feeling yeah no i know so now I'm going to roll a D8. 
I can't dodge. Oh, you will. You'll be able to. So it's going to take four attacks this round. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you'll be able to dodge the first one, yes. Oh, very good. Well, let's make sure I can't beat it. I can't. So you dodge. Um, the, the muscle itself moves. It undulates out towards you. You see the face of a mm, roughly maybe 40 or 50 year old man try to bite at your leg and you spin out of the way uh, just in time to see the face of a 25 year old woman come at your uh, inner thigh and bite down. It rips at your clothing and does not manage to pierce the flesh. The next bite absolutely bikes in. And this is a, uh, from your quick glance, maybe a four or five-year-old girl. And that little girl clamps down on your shoulder. And that's when the next face comes closer. It doesn't manage to get a hold of you, that fourth attack. Uh, but you realize that this little face is holding on to you. And it's going to take some work on your part to get out from under her grasp. And... I think it's safe to say at this point that folks upstairs have now begun to hear something else happening down there. Well, yeah, I would probably scream once I was bitten. Constant yeah. screaming from the German. <laughs> so Miss Lane has the highest decks of anybody. So if she'd like to interject herself, she can. If she'd like to stay upstairs, she can do that as well. It'd be so wrong of me just to be like, nope. <laughs> Go with it. So, but it would be so logical to just nope right the nope out here. <laughs> yeah, just nope right out that door <laughs> to my car and leave. <laughs> oh, they're facing a nope beast. I gotta go. <laughs> just so? nope. I hear them screaming, obviously. You do. I do. And, you know, Mr. Forsyth, um, I think there might be a problem downstairs. <laughs> And I will go downstairs to check it on out with my axe in hand because, you know, I need something to hold on to. Move on down the way. It will fall. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, are you doing anything upstairs? Are you coming down with her? I'm going down with her. Okay. Yeah, you manage to, to tail in after her. Uh, you start hearing the wails and the screams and you get into the hall here. And it does not sound anything close. It Well, no, I shouldn't say it doesn't sound anything close to human. It sounds like a chorus of humans wailing and screaming and moaning and groaning. Miss O'Shea, it is now it is now your action. You have been grabbed by what appears to be a eight or nine-year-old girl. Uh, she's latched onto you with her mouth. And she is trying to pull you closer towards several other mouths that are nearby. I'm going to stab her in the eye with my knife. Okay, that's fair. Ooh! <laughs> Okay, so that's an extreme success. That's a bladed weapon, so it can impale, uh, which means you'd roll double damage. Okay. We decided that was like, what, a d3? Is that what that was? Yeah, it's a d3. She may have a bonus from her size. No, she doesn't. Not not at 110. Size and strength are both play into damage bonus. Damage bonus doesn't start until 125, so. Ah. So just the uh, the whole one. That's right. Uh, you stab at this thing. But the point of the eye was like, you know, if you get hit in the eye, it doesn't matter how hard you're going to, you know, maybe let go. 
Yeah, you you stab into it, and because you stabbed into it, if you want to break free of it, you can make a strength roll. Okay. Make a strength roll. Yay! Woo! Fantastic. Okay. Uh, you uh, pull away from her uh, at the last moment. And uh, if you would like, I will give you half your move if you would like to move away. I would, but somebody's got to cut this rope and drop this lid on this thing. That's true. You're going to stay and play? Yeah, I'm going to just continue to keep cutting, sawing at that rope. Well, your attack was against the face this time, so you'll have to wait. Yeah. That said, it's now uh, Sigmund's action. You can see, Doctor, that you're nearly, just by the graphic here, you can see you're almost being overwhelmed by all of the flesh. Can I push Maeve into the other room and take her place? I mean, it would be it'd be a fighting brawl roll that would be any damage. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. She, she, is, she stood back up with the intention of trying to, or gotten free with the intention of going for this rope again. So if you're going to try to keep her from doing that, it would end up being an opposed roll between the two of you. Is the blade of my cane anywhere nearby? I know it had broken, but is the blade itself anywhere nearby? Uh, tell you what, roll luck. You should be able to just, just for future reference, you should be able to just click on the word luck. I'll take, I'll take your first roll. It's fine. You rolled a 43. That's fair. Danka. As luck would have it, doctor, it is nearby. Uh, while the, uh, the wooden handle it used to be in has has broken is now useless. Uh, you could grab the sword, potentially harm yourself, but still wield it as a weapon. I'm thinking more. This has got to be better for cutting that rope than the little dinky knife that she's got. This is like a full-on sword blade. Yeah. So I pass it to her because I don't. Weapon-wise, I'm not. It's not going to do me much good either way. Okay. I mean, if she wants to take it from you, she can. Just need to be aware that it has a live edge. So. Right. It will probably do more damage, uh, at least a bit more. But that's fine. We got to get this done. If I got to cut my hands to do it, hopefully I can cut this rope. And then, Mr. Doyle. I, I'm going to step cl- farther to that corner near where I'm at and I'm going to fire at I'm going to try to draw his attention away from uh, Maeve and uh, the doctor okay give them time to drop that uh, lid hopefully it'll do some good (laughs) yeah hopefully I'm going to fire off three shots okay go ahead misses Second one misses. And the third one misses. Great. Um, it doesn't so much miss. It's just that you can't tell if the weapon does any appreciable damage to this thing. After firing a few shots in it, this thing doesn't appear to be stopping. Hope it just turn towards me. Um, make me a luck roll. That's fair. See if you can get uh, some of its attention if that's what you really want. I mean, it's not really what I want, but yeah. Well, you, you said you were hoping to get. Nope. Well, you tried. 
You definitely tried. Miss Lane, you reached the bottom. I was just going to say, Jack, just pretend it's a big meat tank. That's... <laughs> Uh, you get to the bottom of the stairs, Miss Lane, and oh my god. And roll sanity. What is right? that thing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you too, Mr. Forsyth. I'm sure this will go O-M-G. well. O-M-G. Nice. Holy shit! I made it! That's horrible. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, you are going to lose one point of sanity. Oh, thank God. And uh, Miss Lane, bad times. So you need to make me an intelligence roll. That's a success. Nice. Okay, uh, you're going to lose five sanity, uh, much like last game, and you're, you're going to have a, a difficult time. Fantastic. Unless you'd like to spend luck like you did last time. You know, I'm just going to go with it. Let's just, just let's just go. <laughs> Miss Lane, your perception shifts a bit. And at this rolling muscular worm-like creature, as it pitches itself up out of the stone depths, you come to an absolutely perfect plan. And you realize that you've come to this perfect plan on how to deal with the situation simply because you know that you are the smartest person in this room. You're certain of it. And that what you need to do and what everyone should be doing is going upstairs to, to collect as much combustible wood as possible. And you're simply going to burn this thing out. Awesome. So you will be operating under that belief that you are the smartest person in the room until I let you know you're not. I start telling the group that this is what we should be doing and I am very emphatic about it. Um, you head upstairs because that's where you need to be. Absolutely. And you begin collecting things from the upstairs. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, are you gonna head into the room to face whatever nastiness you've, your fellow friends have found? I left that sword upstairs, sadly. It did. That's a problem. It wasn't a sword. It was a machete. It's a, it's a the, that their whatever a blade they had on them. But right, you have um, you have weapons uh, a plenty. I, I I have brass knuckles. So those don't do well. I mean, okay. So this this handle is it's a pulley system. Uh yeah, absolutely. It's a pulley and winch system. So it's a child's play as far as you're concerned, given your mechanical knowledge. But in order to break the winch, the winch part is in the ceiling. Uh, yeah. It is, but... On the other hand, the pulley part is right there. That's very true. Could I operate heavy machinery to break the pulley? Um... Release all the tension? I don't think that... Or would that be mechanical repair? To, like, to unrepair it? Yeah. (laughs) To... To, to purposely break Any it. Any jackass um, can break, can tear down a barn. That's true. Somebody that builds barns for a living could, could break a barn really Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. It's not complex. It's a very simple mechanical system. I don't see why you couldn't. 
Well, let me roll mechanical repair and see what I get. I get a hard success. Okay, so you're going to be able to do this, but you're going to have to kind of put yourself in a risky position. So, unfortunately, the damage that you're going to have to do to this thing is going to be basically, is going to be body weight, essentially. Your plan is going to be much like the door at Dunning. You're going to run full force into this pulley system that's down here. Uh, and you're going to try to destroy it Yep. with your body weight. So what I'd like you to do is uh, you made the roll so you know how you can break it. Uh, so what I'd like you to do is give me a, a simple brawl roll uh, and we'll see where you land. Now this is something you could spend. Um, actually, it's a combat roll. So um, yeah, so that's, that's not going to work. Tell you what, um, in, in this instance, um, I think the skill roll should be enough because you know how to, you know how to break it and it's a hard success. So there's some weight, weighted value there. Yeah. So you pass by Miss O'Shea, pass several snapping and uh, eager mouths, and you smash into and break this winch system on the ground. Mm -hmm. And in a single moment, all of the tension is let out of the rope. Now the question is, which way does it fall? So, I would like to call for a group luck roll of the affected characters down here. So, obviously, Miss Lane, we won't worry about you because you're upstairs. My question is, who has the lowest luck? Honey. Yep. <laughs> and so, why don't you, Mr. Forsyth, fitting that you roll luck as well? Yeah, that's a failure. Okay. So you smash, you smash this stuff, uh, and then this stone, this heavy stone, which was pulled up by Miss O'Shea, comes crashing down. Crashing down. Um, and given your failure on the luck roll, it's just going to hit you. I couldn't spend luck to fix that, could I? You could not spend luck on luck roll. Damn it. Uh, so you're... This weight, this, this slab comes down, hits the whatever this thing is, and begins to kind of smush it down into place. Uh, it's a pretty heavy stone, uh, but when it lands, the creature itself, it rolls onto you, and two of the mouths snap onto your leg, <gasps> just out of pure reaction. You take two points of damage, one from each mouth. Mm-hmm. And you realize all of a sudden that this thing has quite the grip. Okay. Miss O'Shea. I think I'm stabbing in a different eye this time to make it let go of Mr. Forsyth. Right? He's by me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nope. Stab at it. You can't seem to find a way into its flesh, unfortunately. Doctor? Can I throw this blade basically into the area of the creature where by where he is I understand there's a chance of hitting him but the 
likelihood of him being devoured by the creature is greater. So what would the point, I guess, what would the point of the blade, you throwing the blade be? Much like with what Miss O'Shea was trying to do, I'm trying to shock it into letting him go, basically. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, give it a whirl, see what happens. Nothing. Nothing happens, because the roll is poo-poo. <laughs> Jack, this uh, stone slab is coming down towards you and towards uh, Forsyth here. And if you stay in this corner, you're going to be pinned. You can see it coming. I am going to attempt to tackle Forsyth and, and push us both out of the way. And break him free from the uh, the mouth of doom. Okay, you may risk hurting uh, Miss O'Shea in the process, but uh, go ahead and make a fighting brawl, and then Mr. Forsyth, tell me if you're going to resist Jack's attempts. Ah, uh, I'm not going to resist. Success! Dodge, Miss O'Shea! Dodge, Miss O'Shea! Yes, Miss O'Shea, roll dodge, please. Ooh, very good. Very good. Hard success. So, so Miss O'Shea, you see it coming. And you slip behind Dr. Tottenbach and you allow Forsyth and Jack the space that they need to tackle out of the way. Mr. Forsyth, you do take an additional point of damage when the mouse, basically when your leg is ripped free of the mouse. That's fine. (laughs) That being said, half of the beast is now back in this chamber and the other half is still trying to undulate its way out from the small gap still from the stone to the floor. Um, and it is going to attempt to give Cottonbach a bad day. So it will make four attacks. You can uh, feel free to dodge if you'd like, Doctor, at least for the first one. But you won't need to. Misses with 83. And another miss. And look at that. And you can you clear the whole four? Nope. All right, so that last attack, you're going to have to dodge, which you don't. And you take a point of damage. It is a point of damage, uh, and you are now uh, clamped down on. Okay. Uh, Miss Lane, you have collected some things from upstairs and uh, managed to find... Uh, a lantern, an oil lamp that's nearby, and you are quite self-assuredly hustling back downstairs to uh, enact your perfect plan. Fantastic. Let's light this fire. Um, <laughs> you come downstairs to see your uh, compatriots uh, in a jumble at the foot of, or at the opening of the door. And uh, this thing's still trying to roll over the doctor. Uh, so my question is: is what is what is your uh, what's your perfect plan going to have you do? Well, can I get can I get through my compatriots to get to the creature to start tossing the uh, combustion? Com- oh my goodness, the stuff I can light on fire. Combustion. <laughs> Combustible material. Yes. Yes. Um, give me a dex roll. You're a very nimble lady. Easily. 51 out of 90. Yeah, you pass right by him, right by Miss uh, Miss O'Shea, and uh, can feel free to just 
simply pitch the combustible material into the into the space that's left. Awesome. I throw the uh, the stuff that's going to burn that puppy down on there, and I throw the lantern right on top of it, and I watch the world burn. You get its attention quickly. When the combustible material goes down into that section of the hole that it can, you can still fit it into, and you kind of pitch the oil lamp in there, uh, it goes up with a whoosh, and you start hearing the pops uh, and the and the uh, high pitched squeals of uh, these mouths uh, begin to burn. Uh, you, the room itself quickly begins to fill with the smell of burned flesh. Just what you were looking for. You mean for. barbecue? Yeah, actually what I mean is a sanity roll. Because you spent a little too much time at the front. Woohoo! Mm, yes. He has succeeded. Luckily, he's kept his wits about him. All right. So, Miss O'Shea, what is your plan from here? Did Mr. Forsyth get free? Uh, he did. He did. So then I'm going to go over to the doctor while the blade is still cutting my hand and try and stab that face so that it lets him go. Go ahead and make a fighting brawl roll. No. Damn it. Okay, you take a point You take a point of damage. Hold on, I'm taking my hit points down here. All right. That's fine. Take the point of damage for uh, wielding a, a blade essentially with a, a live edge with your bare hand. You, you do stick it directly in the face. Uh, you're not sure if it has a ton of an effect. Really? It doesn't let him go? Mm, it does not. Mm. So, Doctor, we come to you. Guess I'm just doing my level best to try to get out of this thing's grasp, get out of this thing's clutches, and yep, back towards... Point. Everyone I else, I guess if that? that's if all I have is my fists, then I guess I'm going at it with fists. Can I assist him with that? You cannot assist him at the moment. You can assist him when it's your action. Okay. So he's going to have to make a opposed strength roll. <laughs> awesome. Fan bloody tastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do not break free at this moment. So. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, if you'd like to assist him now on your action, you can. So you can attempt to pull him free if you'd like by making a strength roll yourself. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, you pull him free. Doctor, you take a point of damage from, you know, a probably 30-something-year-old former businessman whose uh, incisors and molars have a good clamp on your leg. Um, the wails and screams again fill this somewhat, you know, smaller space um, as the stone continues to press down on it. Uh, Jack, what are you doing? I'm going to start uh, pushing people up the fucking stairs. <laughs> so who are you pushing up the stairs? So Shay and Lillian and anybody else I can get. Just go. Grab them and push. Go. Okay. Unfortunately, Miss Lane, your plan is not fully prepared. Um, so there are some busted crates in the back here that you investigated earlier. Those would probably make excellent additions. Perfect. I, I kind of like giggle manically and I like run over to the crates to go start grabbing stuff. 
Okay. Can't hold me down. <laughs> Are people going to just run? Is that the plan? I'm going to forcibly drag Miss Lane upstairs. Well, you've been pushed out the door at this point by I, by Jack. I'm going to. So if you're going to run back in, way back in, yes. Mm-hmm. Just and I'm go. Going, I'm going to forcibly drag her out. Okay. Can I roll Dex to try to get his uh, to get out of his grip? Not can you? You will. Fantastic. Because yes, he's in the way of your plan. Yeah, get out of my way. I don't need no man. I don't need no man. Ah. <sighs> oh no! <laughs> Is that a Dex oh, roll then or a brawl? Yeah. Well, I mean, not that it matters. She's trying to get out. She's. It's either way. It's a critical failure. Yeah. You go to grab her, and she very artfully for the first half of it spins out of your way with the collection of wood she has in her hand. Her foot lands wrong on the stone and she tips forward and falls like flat on her face in front of this thing. At which point it is going to attempt anyway to uh, swallow her up if it can. (laughs) Two times. And it is going to make a couple of attacks. And you get bit twice, Miss Lane. Two points of damage. And even though this stone that was holding it, was holding this thing back at bay, evidently, has almost fully sealed the hole back up, parts of it uh, are still latched onto you. And you realize that you wouldn't be in this position, Miss Lane, if people had just played by your plan. Why can't you listen to me? Right. Jack, are you leaving or are you staying? Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm staying now. (laughs) Or I was fucked up. Okay. What you doing, sir? I am pulling her off the creature out of the creature's grasp. Strength roll. It has a pretty good hold on her, and she's being a little slippery too. Um, I'll give Mister Forsyth the same roll. Because I'm sure that's what he's going to try to do next. Yep. All right, Miss Lane, take two more points of damage as two mouths get ripped from your uh, your your uh, clothing and your legs. Uh, you you feel the tear uh, as well as uh, human teeth are are basically pulled away. Uh, at which point, um, sweet, the three of you may exit if you would like. I'm going to assume for the first round anyway that Mister Forsyth isn't going to let Miss Lane go. No, I'm going to throw her over my shoulder, fireman carrier, out of there. Since she's obviously <laughs> mad. Yeah, she's in pain now, too, though. So, I guess the question is, Miss Lane, if you are protesting, how much are you protesting? Because I'm not saying that just because you have the perfect plan that you have a death wish. Well, this is true. I, I still have a little bit of logic left. Do I have anything that, like, I can still toss into the pit? That I'm assuming the fire is still going in the pit. Yeah, you, it looks like it's still going. So if I have any, like, the kindling or anything else, like, flammable in my hands, I want to throw that in the pit as Mr. Forsyth, like, tosses me over his shoulder like Tarzan or some crap. Yeah, you throw it into the air. Some of it lands in the pit, some of it lands on the floor. Um, she raves the whole way up about her absolutely perfect plan, and it would have gone better if people had just, you know, listened to her. Uh, she, she goes a little off her rocker as you guys run out. Well, fortunately, I'm a man in 1920, so in one ear, out the other. But I don't need no man. 
Oh, but apparently I need a man. Well, well, I mean, you know, everybody goes off the rocker a little bit. Uh, Jack, you're the last one of the room. What's your, what's the, the swan song? Is it, uh, does it look like a ceiling now? Yeah. Basically what happens is, is that this stone pushes back down on it and it appears that the muscle eventually broken nose and cheekbones and teeth aside, it slips back in under the cover of the stone. Yeah, I just turn around and go back upstairs. <laughs> okay. You go back upstairs. You all get back into the top of the, the juju house. Uh, you see the shop owner. You see the um, people the, who are, who are outside previously, their bodies are still laying all over the place. Where's everyone going? I'm collapsing right here. Or do we want to exit scene right? I'm staying right here. Well, did we we still carried up all that stuff, right? That we collected. You did have the fur with you. I mean, you didn't technically say you were bringing it out. I, I don't think you would have left it behind. Yeah, I wouldn't have left it. Otherwise, you know, if I have to, I'll run back downstairs and go grab it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll say you run back downstairs real quick and collect it. That seems that seems right. And then come right back upstairs, you know, like fast, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I pick up my showcasings up here that I left up here. Okay. You do a little cleanup. One of those guys uh, have a gun up here, if I remember correctly. Yeah, one of the guys in the corner had a thirty-eight. Right. I'm going to take that thirty-eight. I'm going to go put it uh, in a... Uh, Silas's hand, or right next to him. Mm-hmm. I'm setting up it to look like they uh, there was a fight between them. I'm going to kick over the chair he was in, tumble the corpse to the floor. Oh, okay. All right, let's get out of the cops get here. Mm-hmm. I will, I'm going to be looking for the car. Okay, you get back out into the alleyway, Miss O'Shea, and it feels like the noise from the street the you know relative you know the, the cold is one thing but uh, the New York City streets are another and it feels like stepping out back into this alleyway as you guys leave the scene this feels like another world New York City feels like an alien place after what you just encountered Miss Lane Mr. Doyle I have that ledger I pat it next to my side and look at him and tell him we can look at it back at the hotel well I kind of wanted to see if there was something in there that we need right now okay I grab it out of my bag are you heading to your car Miss Lane limping to my car yes or are we not waiting around for um, Lieutenant Poole um, heck no Lieutenant Poole we're not waiting around for him okay I head to the car Slowly. Your driver gets out and looks at you and is aghast. What, Ma- ma'am? What happened? I-, I just hold up my hand and tell him that nothing. <laughs> uh, he opens the door and helps all of you inside. I'm not done yet. Okay, those of you who are getting in, he helps in. Well, look for the ledger. Uh, let's see if I can find the name Robson Robson in it. 
Um, a quick scan of the ledger itself does not reveal his name. Uh, but after scanning through the, le- the ledger a little bit, uh, what you do come across specifically is uh, you manage to see that there are a couple of notations in it. You see a WR14, and then you realize that several of them seem to be keyed into the shop's income and expenses. And those WR14s are in uh, expense payments. Got it. Okay, I'm going to leave it to the ledger open to one of those pages on the uh, the uh, counter of the shop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call right. and pull. Okay, you get on the phone and call the 14th precinct. Because nobody told me that they called. Yep, that's true. Um, when the uh, oh, gentleman picks up the phone, can I help you, sir? It's the 14th precinct. Can I uh, speak to Lieutenant Poole, please? I apologize. The uh, lieutenant just walked out. Looked like he was in a hurry. Okay, thank you. I'll hang it up. Okay. I'll go back out to the car. All right. You get into the car. And that is, as good of any, a place for us to call this session to a close. So I want to thank all of our players, all of our listeners, uh, another fun session. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed the depths of the Juju house. I love New York. And uh, we will catch you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>